0: Uh, in Western Hines County we are on the corner of highway 18 and Spring Ridge Road our Sunday morning start at 930 with prayer donuts and coffee Uh, Sunday school for children and adults is at 10 o'clock our worship service begins at 1045 uh, Monday nights we do this online Bible study right here Uh, Tuesday nights we have in time Bible study at the church at 630 Wednesday night, we have midweek uh, at 7.30. And there's all kinds of things that we may have going on. Come and, and, and uh, join us, not just for Sunday. If you're looking for a church home, uh, uh, join us for Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And, and uh, together, together, we can try to be the salt and light that Jesus has called us to be. Amen. Share this, comment, uh, help someone learn more about the Word of God. I believe you'll be blessed by sharing it and I believe that somebody, potentially, you never thought of, you hadn't seen in years, maybe not ever met, but if you share it on your Facebook, it might be the catalyst that brings them into the kingdom. That's my prayer, my, my desire, my hope. Hello and welcome to tonight's Bible study my name is Scott Phillips and I'm glad to be here with you I pray that over the next few minutes something I will say will inspire you to open up your Bible and read it for yourself Uh, because our faith in Jesus Christ is rooted in what the Bible says far above And superior anything I will ever say or any individual you will meet from the Pope to the Cardinal to the priest to your grandma to your neighbor to the highest educated individual in the world the Word of God is God's inspired message for us everything in it there's many things God could have put in here but what the Lord has through his providence has preserved to us today from the words of Jesus to the writings of the apostles the Old Testament prophets from Moses to John the Baptist the Word of God is the foundation on which we stand when we get to heaven John said that the the, the new heaven the new earth had 12 foundations And on those foundations were written the names of the 12 apostles Uh, the scripture says that the the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets Jesus Christ the chief cornerstone it didn't have my name in that foundation it has the names of the apostles and whom Jesus chose and he spent three and a half years living with them they have a much greater understanding than any modern individual even an individual from 500 years ago thousand plus years after the birth and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ those 12 men God chose and so when we are going to consider what is true uh, let me echo a word from the scripture Let God be true and every man a liar. I was asked this past week, I was uh, uh, at a a particular place and I had a man say, you know, uh, my wife and I are interested in visiting your church, but I must first ask you this question. And he posed a question to me from the scripture. He said, well, what do you teach? What do you believe about this particular situation? And I said... I believe what the Bible says and he did not take that as a sufficient enough answer he said well what does that look like and so I enumerated exactly what that means the Bible is true it doesn't matter what I think it doesn't matter what I feel it doesn't matter what my opinion is it doesn't matter some hypothetical situation if the Bible says it specifically in the New Testament if the Bible says it, it is for us to observe to love and seek to live out that truth because what is in the Word of God is God's wisdom for us to live a life that can please Him and that's the focus of this Bible study I have been doing this is week 16 we probably have another four, five, six, seven, eight weeks I'm not in a hurry but it's if, if I can inspire you to read your Bible Now granted, I'm just doing an overview of the scripture, and I am teaching kinda what the Lord puts in my heart based upon where we are in the progression. And today, uh, it's gonna be the fourth week, we're gonna talk about Jesus. And today we're going to look at uh, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew chapter five. If you want to open your Bible, or I will put these scriptures on the screen. Matthew chapter five, beginning with verse one, the scripture says, seeing the multitudes, Jesus went up into a mountain and when he was set, his disciples came unto him and he opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. evil things against you for my sake. Verse 12, rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So Jesus begins on what many call the Sermon on the Mount uh, with the Beatitudes uh, are called. If you want to be blessed, this is the ethic. If you want to be blessed, this is the attitude. If you want to be blessed, this is the priority. And he starts out by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, I, I believe a, a good terminology word for that is, Blessed are the humble. Blessed are those who do not consider themselves of great personal value. It's all right to value who God has made you, but. We must see ourselves in relationship to God and His plan. And with that in comparison, we are of no significance without God. The Bible says, without Him, I can do nothing. That we are nothing uh, outside of God. My righteousness is as filthy rags. Blessed are the poor in spirit. So it is so important for us If you are a believer and you want to be blessed Jesus said blessed will you be if you will have a understanding you are not God you are not all wise and you did not save yourself you have a a a a, an understanding that God is the creator and you are the created I've seen it a number of times throughout my years of living my years of ministry and as a pastor sometimes people can get disconnected from reality and begin to think that that without them you know the church can't survive if I'm not given the church will go under financially if I'm not here uh, the church is gonna be dead if I'm not playing the piano I'm not singing my song if not if I'm not doing what I do the church will fold well that's not poor in spirit is it the kingdom is bigger than anybody God's purpose is bigger than anybody and no doubt we individually have a vital role to play in the local church and God desires to use us in the purpose of the kingdom Uh, God Will move either with you or without you and uh, he wants it to be with you however uh, God uh, you see it throughout the scripture if you don't do what you're supposed to do I'm going to raise up someone else to do what you're supposed to do so it's good to have, if you want to be blessed you need to have a humble mind about yourself now sometimes people may have a a made live in shame and feel like they have no value. That's not right either. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard it said, humility is not thinking bad about you. Humility is not thinking about you. That, 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 that basically we think about the Lord and we, we ask ourselves, what does Jesus want me to do? How can I live in a way that blesses someone else? I read a quote from a number of years ago and just popped up uh, in some pictures that I was looking through and uh, uh, the the quote was, if you want to see the miraculous in your life, make yourself a part of seeing a miracle happen in someone else's life. One of the greatest ways that you can see the purpose of God manifest in your life is when your life isn't your only thought and consideration if you want to be encouraged go encourage someone else if you want to be helped go help someone else and you will find that in the 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 pursuit of helping someone encouraging someone blessing someone being involved in helping prayers be answered in their life that that it is in that exercise of helping others for the purpose of the kingdom and our devotion to jesus I just want to be a blessing it is in that I just want to be a blessing that you will be blessed blessed are they which blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted I really believe that one of the ways that you can see this played out is blessed are they which have a burden in the in the in the book of Ezekiel there is a there's a a vision Ezekiel has and in it there is an angel uh, in it and the the word comes to the angel that says go and mark everyone who who sighs and cries for the abominations for the sin for the failure for the backsliding of Israel and so they go through the city and everyone that has a burden everyone that is grieved everyone that is sighing and crying because of the wickedness that is being done in the kingdom being done in in the city being done by the people of god mark them and they go through and they mark everyone that has a burden and then the word is given everyone that's not marked kill them all and so you, you see kind of this 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 principle. Blessed are they which do mourn. When you are are burdened, when you are grieved, when you are interceding, when you are praying because you see people ha- have lost their way, people have backslidden, when people have walked away from God, when people are are doing things that, that they know and you know are greatless displeasing to God, and you you want to see them you want to see them. Uh, saved you want to see them repent you want to see them come back into a place of right standing with god you you, you're grieved. you're mourning blessed are they which do mourn for they for 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 they shall be comforted and i would say in this setting uh they shall be preserved because you have two kinds of people those that are sighing and crying for what's going on that's wrong and those that aren't sighing and crying for what's going wrong. I would say those that aren't grieving the trouble are part of the trouble. So you want to be sure you're not a part of the problem? Start praying, repenting, and interceding for those that are that are in the midst of iniquity and backsliding and lackadaisical, unconcerned about the condition of our world. Blessed are they which do mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I want you think about that for a minute. I've heard it said, meekness is not weakness. Meek. That word meek is simply not thinking of yourself uh, as uh, You're not just going to go take uh, charge and dominate and, and tell everybody how it's supposed to do and domineering and commanding and hard and bless God and judgmental uh, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth I believe it is important for us to understand that in our pursuit of the kingdom and our pursuit to be a blessing we must not fall into the error of the Pharisees I want to remind you I'm, I'm, I'm I'm reading you what Jesus said if you want to be blessed there is a way to be blessed I've seen it sometimes people that uh, they they they're really good at identifying everyone else's problem they're really good at saying what everybody else should be doing but but they don't take a moment to flip the mirror around and look at themselves and say hmm it's not my brother. It's not my sister. But it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. This week I was sitting on my deck early in the morning, sipping on my coffee, listening to the birds sing, uh, watching the the clouds go by in the blue sky, and just enjoying the presence of the Lord on that cool uh, Tuesday morning, I believe. And I had I had uh, this this thought come to me and it was this if you see something that everybody else should be doing ask yourself this question am I doing what I think everyone else should be doing it could be the reason why the Lord has given you the ability to see something that needs to be done is it is his way of calling you to do that thing and it and potentially that when you start doing what you see everybody else should be doing that you could be the spark that brings a revival of those things and the bottom line is if if everyone should be doing it and you are doing it you're going to be blessed because you do it regardless of whether anybody else is doing it with you so much of living for god is found in our Our secret devotion those things we do not to be seen not to be heard not to be celebrated not to be awarded but we do it because we love Jesus you know Jesus taught a principle in the Sermon on the Mount that what we do in secret is what God celebrates if you want to be blessed don't tell anybody what you're doing whether it's in giving money or it's fasting or praying many things we do it is in a public way uh, we go to church and uh, we give offerings uh, uh, we, we fast and, and we, 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 we don't just lock ourselves up in our, our house but but we don't do it to be seen and what we do when we when you pray go in your closet uh, when you give uh, keep it so secret that even your right hand don't know what the left hand is doing that 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 when 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 you fast, do it do it not to be seen or celebrated, because if you do that, that's your reward. Everybody else giving you a pat on the back. Secret. And so uh, in this idea of being meek, of being mild, of, of of not trying to glorify or magnify or bring attention to ourselves. Blessed are the meek. <laughs> for they shall inherit the kingdom, uh, they shall inherit the earth. Verse six, probably one of our, my favorite and probably many of yours favorite. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. What does it mean to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness? To, to be hungry and thirsty for the good things that God can do and God wants us to do. You're not hungering for thirsting for to see an angel you're not hungry and thirsting for to see a miraculous son you're not hungry for and thirsty for for a, a, a new car you're hungry and thirsty for the, the 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 environment for the the activity that that would cause God to be pleased righteousness no doubt there's the righteousness of Jesus Christ but there's the righteousness of the saints. It is the second part of the message that Peter preached in Acts 2. Save yourself from this untoward generation. We have a responsibility to ourselves to live a life that is different than the perverse and God-hating, self-loving world. It's, It's a crooked way. We must seek to live along the straight and narrow path that is the Word of God and it, we find that by looking for it and in this setting hungering and thirsting for righteousness and when you hunger and thirst for righteousness you will be filled with righteousness truth of the matter is we fill ourselves with what we're hungry for and if you're not hungry for righteousness you're not gonna be filled with righteousness. But Jesus said, if you are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, you will be filled with righteousness. These are the first few words Jesus gives here on the Sermon on the Mount. And he identifies, he knows us, we wanna be blessed. Do you want to be blessed I want to be blessed if I had a dollar for how many times I've had somebody said "Lord, uh, pastor pray that the Lord would bless me uh, I just want to be blessed I, I want God to bless me but a lot of times what people mean is they want God to give them a job they want God to uh, give them a better house they want God to do this for them that's that's their there's that's what they want but you don't get what you want by pursuing it directly. You have to recognize that we get we get what we want, if you will, by pursuing what God wants. And when we pursue what God wants, many times God will give us what we want. But it doesn't happen by us pursuing that directly. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness. Number seven, this may be... Uh, One of the most needed truths that we must practice and pursue, and it is this, blessed are they, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. There is a principle in Scripture, you get what you give. And in the realm of mercy, if there's one thing that we all need from God, it is mercy. I need mercy. I am A sinner saved by grace Uh, if any man says he has no sin he is a liar and the truth is not in him I need mercy do you need mercy if you want mercy you must practice mercy blessed are the merciful what's the blessing you will obtain mercy you don't get mercy because you want mercy you get mercy because you give mercy it's a it's a loop, if you will. And the loop is you give to others and God gives to you. Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, their trespasses to you, your father in heaven will not forgive your trespasses. But there is, it's a loop. You know, we receive grace. And what what is God's expected response from us more than being thankful that we have grace? the expected response from us because he gives us grace, we give others grace. And when we give others grace, God gives us grace. And when God gives us grace, we give others grace. And so as we grow in grace, it's us showing grace to others. It's us being merciful to others. It's us being patient with others because we know the long-suffering of the Lord is our salvation. If the Lord was to mark iniquity (laughs) and zap us every time we fell, we would have been dead by now. (laughs) <laughs> every time you think a bad thought, every time you say a bad word, at some point you'd be fried if the Lord, every time you did something wrong. But the Lord is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. And so when the Lord forgives you for losing your temper, for saying things you shouldn't say, thinking things you shouldn't do, Think, doing things you shouldn't do, going places you shouldn't go, wearing things you shouldn't wear. (laughs) It's it's endless. Our heart is driven and hungers for wickedness naturally. That's why we should hunger for righteousness because our heart is wicked. The Bible says your heart is wicked and you don't even know how wicked it is. You don't know how bad a thing you can do. You see these things on the news where people do these unspeakable things. The Bible says if you see someone overtaken in a fault, consider yourself, go to them in a spirit of meekness, instructing them uh, and and, uh, uh, lest uh, knowing that if, but by the grace of God, that could be you. There's no telling what terrible thing you could do if you were placed in a situation. So we need to be merciful. Blessed are they which are merciful for they shall inherit mercy. You know, I've said this, and I'll say this again. I tell people that they want to live for God and want to be blessed by God. Go read, study, memorize, and live Matthew 5 through7. Matthew 5 through7 is the key to living a life that God can bless. God don't bless mess. God blesses us when we align our life with the principles, the truth, the virtue, the love of God. When we know God has loved us, we seek to live in a way that honors the God that we love. If you don't live in a way that honors God, you don't love God. Jesus said, uh, "How can you say that you love me but you don't keep my word?" Our way of demonstrating our love for God isn't to you know have a cross around our neck or to say the name of Jesus or even to say, "I love you, Jesus." That's not how you communicate love to Jesus. You communicate love to Jesus by doing the things he loves. (laughs) And and you know what he loves? He loves mercy. And blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, we know, if we'll be honest, we've all recognize that there are some pretty vile things that can go through our heart, whether it's in the area of revenge, it's in the area of retaliation, it's in the area of lust, in the area of of greed, if it's an area of, of uh, you know, our heart can be terrible. <laughs> How many bad thoughts have you had? And you're like, oh, God, forgive me. Or we should say that, oh, God, forgive me. But the Bible says, "Blessed are the pure in heart," and and that's a that's a that's a big word, pure, pure. You know, we can't have a clean heart. Say God cleans our heart. Yes, but but when the Lord cleans our heart, one of the ways that we honor God in the miracle of God cleaning our heart. Is that we seek to keep it clean, <laughs> washing it through the word of putting the word of God in us, washing it through prayer and repentance, washing it by participating in the the grace of God in other people's lives, uh, washing it by by bringing good things into our heart, and and ultimately, the promise, the blessing. Jesus says, "If you want to see God." You gotta have a pure heart. <laughs> I, I, I've 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 been driving lately more than I have in years, and there is something that I, I have discovered about myself. I I want my windshield to be clean. Uh, it really gets on my nerves for my windshield to be covered with bug splat, right? And so I find myself multiple times a week. I carry some paper towels and some Windex and multiple times a week, sometimes every day, I will spray that Windex on there and I'll I'll rub it down and I'll get my I may not have time to wash my whole truck, but I want to have a clear vision. I want an unobstructed view. I want to see what is ahead of me with a with a clear windshield sometimes in our heart we have some bug splat on the (laughs) the windshield of our heart and sometimes all we can see is the mess of yesterday things that went wrong things that went splat in our vision and we can almost lose sight and lack a clear understanding of what's in front of us because we have a dirty windshield it's true for having glasses I don't like my glasses to be dirty and Jesus says Jesus said this this isn't me this is Jesus Jesus says, blessed are they blessed are the pure in heart what's the blessing for they shall see God we've got to learn how to live this <laughs> Uh, I, you know, this is my fourth week talking about Jesus. I'm going to talk about Jesus for a little while. I, I may talk about Jesus for twelve weeks because it really it's all about Jesus. It's Jesus's word. It's Jesus's teachings. It's Jesus's understanding. It's the name of Jesus. It's it's His kingdom. It's His blood. It's His spirit. It's His body. It's all about Jesus. And so, unapologetically, I, 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 I'm I'm just I'm just going to slow down. And I'm going to talk about Jesus. This is a summary of the Bible, but if you want to summarize the Bible in a word, it's found in the name, and that name is Jesus. From Genesis one, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and God said, "Let there be light." That's Jesus. All the way to the book of Revelation, it's Jesus. Everything in between, it's about Jesus, and Jesus's ministry. Uh, some of his most powerful teaching is recorded here in Matthew chapter 5 and if you want to live a life that you'll be blessed you'll bless your family bless your community and you'll bless Jesus and you'll be blessed when you learn how to live as in second nature these things Jesus taught you will live a blessed life you want to be blessed (laughs) blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God now we're familiar with the the troublemakers people stir and strife people uh, 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 causing trouble people criticizing, people uh, finding a reason to accuse the world is full of troublemakers the Bible the Bible is full of troublemakers from the serpent to Cain uh, I probably wouldn't be hard for me to make a long list of troublemakers but, but it's beautiful when the Lord makes a troublemaker, a peacemaker. And that's where we're all coming from. We were a troublemaker, but God wants to make us peacemakers. And all of us can be peacemakers if we want to. It's not easy. It's challenging. It can be frustrating. However, our pursuit as a believer in Jesus Christ, we must lead with peace. We must seek to make peace. We must seek to bring peace. Uh, the fruit of righteousness is sown in them that make peace peace is something God has given us and we need to uh, understand that making peace is something we have a responsibility to endeavor to do endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace you know my parents they probably will see this and they will agree uh, they didn't have uh, the most peaceful uh, uh, times in their life. And I found myself many times as a young boy trying to make peace between my mom and dad. I found that to be true throughout my life. I have found myself trying to make peace with people that are at odds. And I believe that one of the ways that we find blessing is not to be a part of the conflict but to be a part of the thing that makes for peace now I'm not for peace for the sake of peace I believe that you need to contend for the faith you need to contend for the word you need to contend for righteousness we must be willing to stand and preach and speak and, and, uh, and, and call for righteousness Uh, Ezekiel uh, tells us that if we see a righteous man sinning and don't warn them, their blood is on our hands. Yes, if we don't warn them. And so uh, we have a responsibility. And one of our responsibilities is to bring peace into every situation we find ourselves and to be a peace maker. yes and finally blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven I, I, I predict that this little part of the Sermon on the Mount may become a greater reality in the days to come I've said for years that there was persecution coming on the church for standing for simple biblical morality and you see that today our government has been weaponized and is being more and more weaponized against people of faith and we know in the Bible righteous people righteous prophets righteous preachers and saints suffered or persecuted for the purpose of Christ Jesus Christ himself our Lord and Savior our example and the cornerstone of our faith he literally died though he was love embodied. Jesus Christ was murdered by his own people. Those he came to save, they rejected him. And is it any wonder that you are going to experience some persecution? In the past, that has been minimal, but when you are under the microscope, you're being mocked and you are being I've made fun of and ostracized and made to feel different because you're trying to live out your faith by obeying what the Bible says, even when the Bible seems to be so countercultural. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm an I'm unapologetic, a part of uh, what some would call the holiness movement. And we essentially, we still believe the Bible teaches gender distinction. Men and women are distinctively unique from one another. He God in the beginning made them male and female. And for this cause, a man shall live his mother and father and cleave to his wife. The Lord did deal with gender. Jesus Christ did deal with gender. And he declared marriage is between a man and a wife. That they are distinct from birth. And there's persecuted, persecution happening and persecutions coming because we would still... Speak for that and there's no telling what else is coming down the road and I want to encourage you Steal yourself Uh, Get it down in the gut of your faith. I am going to believe I'm going to teach I'm going to stand For what Jesus said and if that brings trouble and difficulty to my life Lord help us but Jesus said, blessed are they when men shall revile you and persecute you and say, shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Verse 12, rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets which were before you. Yes, yes. Do you want to be blessed? Well, you have got to learn to memorize To uh, bring the word of God and its principles into the very fiber of your soul. Where when something happens, you know the word has already taught you. This is what you need to do. And you, by the grace of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, God gives us grace. And through us living that out, We are a witness to the world of the righteousness of God and the unrighteousness of this world, the unrighteousness of flesh, the unrighteousness of hell. And in that pursuit, in that duty, in that destiny, you will be blessed. Can I get a witness? Oh, God, I want to be blessed. Lord, give me a, a, a conviction, Lord. Give me a passion. Give me a desire that I understand that the pathway of blessing is on the road of your word, the narrow path, the whole highway of holiness, the straight gate, the narrow way that lead it to life. Lord, I want to find it. I want to embrace it. I want to example it. I want to teach it. I want to preach it. I want to be a part of those that aren't just blessed because we do it, but I want to be a part of those that are mentoring and discipling others so that they can experience the miraculous, supernatural blessing that comes when they know the Word and live the Word. Because when you know the word and you live the word, you will be blessed. Can somebody say amen? Yes. So my name is Scott Phillips. I pastor Spring Ridge Pentecostal Church uh, in Western Hines County. We are on the corner of Highway 18 and Spring Ridge Road. Our Sunday morning start at 930 with prayer. Donuts and coffee uh, Sunday school for children and adults is at 10 o'clock our worship service begins at 1045 uh, Monday nights we do this online Bible study right here uh, Tuesday nights we have end-time Bible study at the church at 630 Wednesday night we have midweek uh, At 730 and there's all kinds of things that we may have going on come in and and, and uh, Join us, not just for Sunday. If you're looking for a church home, uh, uh, join us for Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And and, uh, together, together, we can try to be the salt and light that Jesus has called us to be. Amen. Share this. Comment. uh, Help someone learn more about the Word of God. I believe you'll be blessed by sharing it, and I believe that somebody, potentially, you never thought of, you hadn't seen in years, maybe not ever met. But if you share it on your Facebook, it might be the catalyst that brings them into the kingdom. That's my prayer, my my desire, my hope. Yes, God bless you, have a great day. So my name is Scott Phillips. I pastor Spring Ridge Pentecostal Church Uh, In Western Hines County, we are on the corner of Highway 18 and Spring Ridge Road. Our Sunday morning start at 9.30 with prayer, donuts, and coffee. Uh, Sunday school for children and adults is at 10 o'clock. Our worship service begins at 10.45. Uh, Monday nights, we do this online Bible study right here. Uh, Tuesday nights, we have end-time Bible study at the church at 6.30. Wednesday night, we have midweek uh, at 7.30. And there's all kinds of things that we may have going on. Come and, and, and uh, join us, not just for Sunday. If you're looking for a church home, uh, uh, join us for Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And, and uh, together, together, we can try to be the salt and light that Jesus has called us to be. Amen. Share this, comment, uh, help someone learn more about the Word of God. I believe you'll be blessed by sharing it and I believe that somebody, potentially, you never thought of, you hadn't seen in years, maybe not ever met, but if you share it on your Facebook, it might be the catalyst that brings them into the kingdom. That's my prayer, my, my desire, my hope. Hello and welcome to tonight's Bible study my name is Scott Phillips and I'm glad to be here with you I pray that over the next few minutes something I will say will inspire you to open up your Bible and read it for yourself Uh, because our faith in Jesus Christ is rooted in what the Bible says far above and superior anything I will ever say or any individual you will meet from the Pope to the Cardinal to the priest, to your grandma, to your neighbor to the highest educated individual in the world the Word of God is God's inspired message for us. Everything in it there's many things God could have put in here but what the Lord has through his providence has preserved to us today from the words of Jesus to the writings of the apostles the Old Testament prophets from Moses to John the Baptist the Word of God is the foundation on which we stand when we get to heaven John said that the the, the new heaven the new earth had 12 foundations And on those foundations were written the names of the 12 apostles Uh, the scripture says that the the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets Jesus Christ the chief cornerstone it didn't have my name in that foundation it has the names of the apostles and whom Jesus chose and he spent three and a half years living with them they have a much greater understanding than any modern individual, even an individual from 500 years ago, 1,000 plus years after the birth and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Those 12 men, God chose. And so when we are going to consider what is true, uh, let me echo a word from the scripture. Let God be true, and every man a liar. I was asked this past week, I was uh, uh, at a a particular place, and I had a man say, you know, uh, my wife and I are interested in visiting your church, but I must first ask you this question. And he posed a question to me from the scripture. He said, well, what do you teach? What do you believe about this particular situation? And I said, I believe what the Bible says and he did not take that as a sufficient enough answer he said well what does that look like and so I enumerated exactly what that means the Bible is true it doesn't matter what I think it doesn't matter what I feel it doesn't matter what my opinion is it doesn't matter some hypothetical situation if the Bible says it specifically in the New Testament if the Bible says it, it is for us to observe to love and seek to live out that truth because what is in the Word of God is God's wisdom for us to live a life that can please Him and that's the focus of this Bible study I have been doing this is week 16 we probably have another four, five, six, seven, eight weeks I'm not in a hurry but it's if, if I can inspire you to read your Bible Now granted, I'm just doing an overview of the scripture and I am teaching kinda what the Lord puts in my heart based upon where we are in the progression. And today, uh, it's gonna be the fourth week, we're gonna talk about Jesus. And today we're going to look at uh, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew chapter five. If you want to open your Bible or I will put these scriptures on the screen. Matthew chapter five, beginning with verse one, the scripture says, seeing the multitudes, Jesus went up into a mountain and when he was set, his disciples came unto him and he opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. evil things against you for my sake. Verse 12, rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So Jesus begins on what many call the Sermon on the Mount uh, with the Beatitudes uh, are called. If you want to be blessed, this is the ethic. If you want to be blessed, this is the attitude. If you want to be blessed, this is the priority. And he starts out by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, I I believe a, a good terminology word for that is, Blessed are the humble. Blessed are those who do not consider themselves of great personal value. It's all right to value who God has made you, but. we must see ourselves in relationship to God and his plan. And with that in comparison, we are of no significance without God. The Bible says without him, I can do nothing. That we are nothing uh, outside of God. My righteousness is as filthy rags. Blessed are the poor in spirit. So it is so important for us if you are a believer and you want to be blessed Jesus said blessed will you be if you will have a understanding you are not God you are not all wise and you did not save yourself you have a a a a, an understanding that God is the creator and you are the created I've seen it a number of times throughout my years of living, my years of ministry, and as a pastor, sometimes people can get disconnected from reality and begin to think that, that without them, you know, the church can't survive. If I'm not given the church will go under financially. If I'm not here, uh, the church is gonna be dead. If I'm not playing the piano, I'm not singing my song if not if I'm not doing what I do the church will fold well that's not poor in spirit is it the kingdom is bigger than anybody God's purpose is bigger than anybody and no doubt we individually have a vital role to play in the local church and God desires to use us in the purpose of the kingdom Uh, God Will move either with you or without you and uh, he wants it to be with you however uh, God uh, you see it throughout the scripture if you don't do what you're supposed to do I'm going to raise up someone else to do what you're supposed to do so it's good to have, if you want to be blessed you need to have a humble mind about yourself now sometimes people may have a a made live in shame and feel like they have no value. That's not right either. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard it said humility is not thinking bad about you. Humility is not thinking about you. That, 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 that basically we think about the Lord and we, we ask ourselves, what does Jesus want me to do? How can I live in a way that blesses someone else? I read a quote from a number of years ago and just popped up uh, in some pictures that I was looking through and uh, uh, the the quote was, if you want to see the miraculous in your life, make yourself a part of seeing a miracle happen in someone else's life. One of the greatest ways that you can see the purpose of God manifest in your life is when your life isn't your only thought and consideration if you want to be encouraged go encourage someone else if you want to be helped go help someone else and you will find that in the 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 pursuit of helping someone encouraging someone blessing someone being involved in helping prayers be answered in their life that that it is in that exercise of helping others for the purpose of the kingdom and our devotion to jesus I just want to be a blessing it is in that I just want to be a blessing that you will be blessed blessed are they which blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted I really believe that one of the ways that you can see this played out is blessed are they which have a burden in the in the in the book of Ezekiel there is a story there's a, a vision Ezekiel has, and in it, there is an angel uh, in it, and the, the word comes to the angel that says, go and mark everyone who, who sighs and cries for the abominations, for the sin, for the failure, for the backsliding of Israel. And so they go through the city, and everyone that has a burden everyone that is grieved everyone that is sighing and crying because of the wickedness that is being done in the kingdom being done in in the city being done by the people of god mark them and they go through and they mark everyone that has a burden and then the word is given everyone that's not marked kill them all and so you, you see kind of this 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 principle blessed are they which do mourn when you are are burdened when you are grieved when you are interceding when you are praying because you see people ha- have lost their way people have backslidden when people have walked away from God when people are are doing things that, that they know and you know are greatly displeasing to God and you you want to see them you want to see them uh saved you want to see them repent you want to see them come back into a place of right standing with god you you, you're grieved. you're mourning blessed are they which do mourn for they for 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 they shall be comforted and i would say in this setting uh they shall be preserved because you have two kinds of people those that are sighing and crying for what's going on that's wrong and those that aren't sighing and crying for what's going wrong, I would say those that aren't grieving the trouble are a part of the trouble. So you want to be sure you're not a part of the problem? Start praying, repenting, and interceding for those that are that are in the midst of iniquity and backsliding and lackadaisical, unconcerned about the condition of our world. Blessed are they which do mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Don't you think about that for a minute. I've heard it said, meekness is not weakness. Meek. That word meek is simply not thinking of yourself uh, as uh, You're not just going to go take uh, charge and dominate and, and tell everybody how it's supposed to do and domineering and commanding and hard and bless God and judgmental. Uh, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. I believe it is important for us to understand that in our pursuit of the kingdom and our pursuit to be a blessing, we must not fall into the error of the Pharisees. I want to remind you, I'm I'm, I'm I'm reading you what Jesus said if you want to be blessed there is a way to be blessed I've seen it sometimes people that uh, they they they're really good at identifying everyone else's problem they're really good at saying what everybody else should be doing but but they don't take a moment to flip the mirror around and look at themselves and say hmm it's not my brother. It's not my sister. But it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. This week, I was sitting on my deck early in the morning, sipping on my coffee, listening to the birds sing, uh, watching the the clouds go by in the blue sky, and just enjoying the presence of the Lord on that cool uh, Tuesday morning, I believe. And I had, I had uh, this. This thought come to me and it was this if you see something that everybody else should be doing ask yourself this question am I doing what I think everyone else should be doing it could be the reason why the Lord has given you the ability to see something that needs to be done is it is his way of calling you to do that thing and it and potentially that when you start doing what you see everybody else should be doing that you could be the spark that brings a revival of those things and the bottom line is if if everyone should be doing it and you are doing it you're going to be blessed because you do it regardless of whether anybody else is doing it with you so much of living for god is found in our Our secret devotion those things we do not to be seen not to be heard not to be celebrated not to be awarded but we do it because we love Jesus you know Jesus taught a principle in the Sermon on the Mount that what we do in secret is what God celebrates if you want to be blessed don't tell anybody what you're doing whether it's in giving money or it's fasting or praying many things we do it is in a public way uh, we go to church and uh, we give offerings uh, uh, we, we fast and and we we, we, we don't just lock ourselves up in our, our house but but we don't do it to be seen and what we do when we when you pray go in your closet uh, when you give uh, keep it so secret that even your right hand don't know what the left hand is doing that 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 when 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 you fast, do it do it not to be seen or celebrated, because if you do that, that's your reward. Everybody else giving you a pat on the back. Secret. And so uh, in this idea of being meek, of being mild, of, of of not trying to glorify or magnify or bring attention to ourselves. Blessed are the meek. <laughs> For they shall inherit the kingdom. Uh, they shall inherit the earth. Verse 6, probably one of our, my favorite and probably many of yours favorite. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. What does it mean to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness? To, to be hungry and thirsty for the good things that God can do and God wants us to do. You're not hungering for thirsting for to see an angel you're not hungry and thirsting for to see a miraculous son you're not hungry for and thirsty for for a, a, a new car you're hungry and thirsty for the, the 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 environment for the the activity that that would cause God to be pleased righteousness no doubt there's the righteousness of Jesus Christ but there's the righteousness of the saints. It is the second part of the message that Peter preached in Acts 2. Save yourself from this untoward generation. We have a responsibility to ourselves to live a life that is different than the perverse and God-hating, self-loving world. It's, It's a crooked way. We must seek to live along the straight and narrow path that is the Word of God and we find that by looking for it and in this setting hungering and thirsting for righteousness and when you hunger and thirst for righteousness you will be filled with righteousness truth the matter is we fill ourselves with what we're hungry for and if you're not hungry for righteousness you're not gonna be filled with righteousness. But Jesus said, if you are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, you will be filled with righteousness. These are the first few words Jesus gives here on the Sermon on the Mount. And he identifies, he knows us, we wanna be blessed. Do you want to be blessed I want to be blessed if I had a dollar for how many times I've had somebody said "Lord, uh, pastor pray that the Lord would bless me uh, I just want to be blessed I, I want God to bless me but a lot of times what people mean is they want God to give them a job they want God to uh, give them a better house they want God to do this for them that's that's their there's that's what they want but you don't get what you want by pursuing it directly. You have to recognize that we get we get what we want, if you will, by pursuing what God wants. And when we pursue what God wants, many times God will give us what we want. But it doesn't happen by us pursuing that directly. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness. Number seven, this may be... Uh, One of the most needed truths that we must practice and pursue, and it is this, blessed are they, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. There is a principle in Scripture, you get what you give. And in the realm of mercy, if there's one thing that we all need from God, it is mercy. I need mercy. I am A sinner saved by grace Uh, if any man says he has no sin he is a liar and the truth is not in him I need mercy do you need mercy if you want mercy you must practice mercy blessed are the merciful what's the blessing you will obtain mercy you don't get mercy because you want mercy you get mercy because you give mercy it's a it's a loop, if you will. And the loop is you give to others and God gives to you. Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, their trespasses to you, your father in heaven will not forgive your trespasses. But there is, it's a loop. You know, we receive grace. And what, what is God's expected response from us? More than being thankful that we have grace the expected response from us because he gives us grace, we give others grace. And when we give others grace, God gives us grace. And when God gives us grace, we give others grace. And so as we grow in grace, it's us showing grace to others. It's us being merciful to others. It's us being patient with others because we know the long-suffering of the Lord is our salvation. If the Lord was to mark iniquity (laughs) and zap us every time we fell, we would have been dead by now. (laughs) every time you think a bad thought, every time you say a bad word, at some point you'd be fried if the Lord, every time you did something wrong. But the Lord is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. And so when the Lord forgives you for losing your temper, for saying things you shouldn't say, thinking things you shouldn't say, Think doing things you shouldn't do, going places you shouldn't go, wearing things you shouldn't wear. (laughs) It's it's endless. Our heart is driven and hungers for wickedness naturally. That's why we should hunger for righteousness because our heart is wicked. The Bible says your heart is wicked and you don't even know how wicked it is. You don't know how bad a thing you can do. You see these things on the news where people do these unspeakable things. The Bible says if you see someone overtaken in a fault, consider yourself, go to them in a spirit of meekness, instructing them uh, and and, uh, uh, lest uh, knowing that if, but by the grace of God, that could be you. There's no telling what terrible thing you could do if you were placed in a situation. So we need to be merciful. Blessed are they which are merciful for they shall inherit mercy. You know, I've said this, and I'll say this again. I tell people that they want to live for God and want to be blessed by God. Go read, study, memorize, and live Matthew 5 through 7. Matthew 5 through 7 is the key to living a life that God can bless. God don't bless mess. God blesses us when we align our life with the principles, the truth, the virtue, the love of God. When we know God has loved us, we seek to live in a way that honors the God that we love. If you don't live in a way that honors God, you don't love God. Jesus said, uh, how can you say that you love me but you don't keep my word? Our way of demonstrating our love for God isn't to you know have a cross around our neck or to say the name of Jesus or even to say, I love you, Jesus. That's not how you communicate love to Jesus. You communicate love to Jesus by doing the things He loves. <laughs> Ooh, and and you know what He loves? He loves mercy. And if blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Verse eight: Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now we know. If we'll be honest, we've all recognize that there are some pretty vile things that can go through our heart, whether it's in the area of revenge, it's in the area of retaliation, it's in the area of lust, in the area of of greed, if it's an area of, of uh, you know, our heart can be terrible. <laughs> How many bad thoughts have you had? And you're like, oh, God, forgive me. Or we should say that, oh, God, forgive me. But the Bible says, "Blessed are the pure in heart," and and that's a that's a that's a big word, pure, pure. You know, we can't have a clean heart. Say God cleans our heart. Yes, but but when the Lord cleans our heart, one of the ways that we honor God in the miracle of God cleaning our heart. Is that we seek to keep it clean, <laughs> washing it through the word of putting the word of God in us, washing it through prayer and repentance, washing it by participating in the the grace of God in other people's lives, uh, washing it by by bringing good things into our heart, and and ultimately, the promise, the blessing. Jesus says, "If you want to see God." You gotta have a pure heart. <laughs> I, I, I've 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 been driving lately more than I have in years, and there is something that I, I have discovered about myself. I I want my windshield to be clean. Uh, it really gets on my nerves for my windshield to be covered with bug splat, right? And so I find myself multiple times a week. I carry some paper towels and some Windex and multiple times a week, sometimes every day, I, I will spray that Windex on there and I'll I'll rub it down and I'll get my I may not have time to wash my whole truck, but I want to have a clear vision. I want an unobstructed view. I want to see what is ahead of me with a with a clear windshield sometimes in our heart we have some bug splat on the (laughs) the windshield of our heart and sometimes all we can see is the mess of yesterday things that went wrong things that went splat in our vision and we can almost lose sight and lack a clear understanding of what's in front of us because we have a dirty windshield it's true for having glasses. I don't like my glasses to be dirty. And Jesus says, Jesus said this. This isn't me. This is Jesus. Jesus says, "Blessed are they, blessed are the pure in heart. What's the blessing? For they shall see God." We've got to learn how to live this. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, this is my fourth week talking about Jesus. I'm going to talk about Jesus for a little while. I, I may talk about Jesus for twelve weeks because it really it's all about Jesus. It's Jesus's word. It's Jesus' teachings. It's Jesus's understanding. It's the name of Jesus. It's it's His kingdom. It's His blood. It's His spirit. It's His body. It's all about Jesus. And so, unapologetically, I, 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 I'm I'm just I'm just going to slow down. And I'm gonna talk about Jesus this is a summary of the Bible but if you want to summarize the Bible in a word it's found in the name and that name is Jesus from Genesis 1 uh, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and God said let there be light that's Jesus all the way to the book of Revelation it's Jesus everything in between it's about Jesus and Jesus's ministry Uh, some of his most powerful teaching is recorded here in Matthew chapter 5 and if you want to live a life that you'll be blessed you'll bless your family bless your community and you'll bless Jesus and you'll be blessed when you learn how to live as in second nature these things Jesus taught you will live a blessed life you want to be blessed (laughs) blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. Now we're familiar with the, the troublemakers. People stir and strife, people uh, 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 causing trouble, people criticizing, people uh, finding a reason to accuse. The world is full of troublemakers. The Bible, the Bible is full of troublemakers. From the serpent to Cain, uh, I probably it wouldn't be hard for me to make a long list of troublemakers but but it's beautiful when the lord makes a troublemaker a peacemaker and that's where we're all coming from we were a troublemaker but god wants to make us peacemakers and all of us can be peacemakers if we want to it's not easy it's challenging it can be frustrating however our pursuit as a believer in jesus christ we must lead with peace we must seek to make peace we must seek to bring peace Uh, the fruit of righteousness is sown in them that make peace peace is something God has given us and we need to uh, understand that making peace is something we have a responsibility to endeavor to do endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace you know my parents they probably will see this and they will agree Uh, they didn't have uh, the most peaceful uh, uh, times in their life and I found myself many times as a young boy trying to make peace between my mom and dad I found that to be true throughout my life I have found myself trying to make peace with people that are at odds and I believe that one of the ways that we find blessing is not to be a part of the conflict but to be a part of the thing that makes for peace now I'm not for peace for the sake of peace I believe that you need to contend for the faith you need to contend for the word you need to contend for righteousness we must be willing to stand and preach and speak and, and, uh, and, and call for righteousness Uh, Ezekiel uh, tells us that if we see a righteous man sinning and don't warn them, their blood is on our hands. Yes, if we don't warn them. And so uh, we have a responsibility. And one of our responsibilities is to bring peace into every situation we find ourselves and to be a peace maker. yes and finally blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven I, I, I predict that this little part of the Sermon on the Mount may become a greater reality in the days to come I've said for years that there was persecution coming on the church for standing for simple biblical morality And you see that today, our government has been weaponized and is being more and more weaponized against people of faith. And we know in the Bible, righteous people, righteous prophets, righteous preachers and saints suffered were persecuted for the purpose of Christ. Jesus Christ himself, our Lord and Savior, our example and the cornerstone of our faith, he literally died though he was love embodied. Jesus Christ was murdered by his own people. Those he came to save, they rejected him. And is it any wonder that you are going to experience some persecution? In the past, that has been minimal, but when you are under the microscope, you're being mocked and you are being made fun of and ostracized and made to feel different because you're trying to live out your faith by obeying what the Bible says, even when the Bible seems to be so countercultural. you know,'m I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm unapologetic a part of uh, what some would call the holiness movement. And we essentially, we still believe the Bible teaches gender distinction. Men and women are distinctively, unique from one another. He God in the beginning made them male and female. And for this cause, a man shall live his mother and father and cleave to his wife. The Lord did deal with gender. Jesus Christ did deal with gender, and he declared marriage is between a man and a wife, that they are distinct from birth. And there's persecution happening and persecutions coming because we would still... Speak for that and there's no telling what else is coming down the road and I want to encourage you Steal yourself Uh, Get it down in the gut of your faith. I am going to believe I'm going to teach I'm going to stand For what Jesus said and if that brings trouble and difficulty to my life Lord help us But Jesus said, blessed are they when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Verse 12, rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets which were before you. Yes, yes. Do you want to be blessed? Well, you have got to learn to memorize to uh, bring the Word of God and its principles into the very fiber of your soul where when something happens you know the Word has already taught you this is what you need to do and you by the grace of God through the power of the Holy Spirit God gives us grace and through us living that out We are a witness to the world of the righteousness of God and the unrighteousness of this world, the unrighteousness of flesh, the unrighteousness of hell. And in that pursuit, in that duty, in that destiny, you will be blessed. Can I get a witness? (laughs) Oh God I want to be blessed Lord give me a, a, a conviction Lord give me a passion give me a desire that I understand that the pathway of blessing is on the road of your word the narrow path the whole highway of holiness the straight gate the narrow way that lead it to life Lord I want to find it I want to embrace it I want to example it I want to teach it I want to preach it I want to be a part of those that aren't just blessed because we do it but I want to be a part of those that are mentoring and discipling others so that they can experience the miraculous supernatural blessing that comes when they know the word and live the word because when you know the Word and you live the Word, you will be blessed. Can somebody say amen? Yes. So my name is Scott Phillips. I pastor Spring Ridge Pentecostal Church uh, in Western Hines County. We are on the corner of Highway 18 and Spring Ridge Road. Our Sunday morning start at 930 with prayer. Donuts and coffee Uh, Sunday school for children and adults is at 10 o'clock. Our worship service begins at 1045 Uh, Monday nights we do this online Bible study right here Uh, Tuesday nights we have end-time Bible study at the church at 630 Wednesday night we have midweek uh, At 730 and there's all kinds of things that we may have going on come in and and uh Join us, not just for Sunday. If you're looking for a church home, uh, uh, join us for Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And and, uh, together, together, we can try to be the salt and light that Jesus has called us to be. Amen. Share this. Comment. uh, Help someone learn more about the Word of God. I believe you'll be blessed by sharing it, and I believe that somebody potentially you never thought of, you hadn't seen in years, maybe not ever met. But if you share it on your Facebook, it might be the catalyst that brings them into the kingdom. That's my prayer, my my desire, my hope. Yes. God bless you.